Welcome back to the Evolve podcast. We have Bethany Connor with us here today. Bethany, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I'm a singer-songwriter from Vermont, and I'm also a UVM student. And I have not been writing a lot lately, but I for I actually have two albums that I wrote and published when I was a teenager out. And, and lately, I've just been getting through school. Because every one of these things needs a dreamer, and this time I guess it's going to be me. I don't always have... What first got you into music? And tell us a little bit about the music that you usually make. So I started playing music when I was 11. My dad got me this electric Fender guitar, which I would pull out for you, but that would be like a whole thing to <laughs> dig through my closet. And so I, he was hoping that I would become like a guitar god, right? <laughs> and nice. then I started playing Taylor Swift music. And I think that Taylor Swift is like the songwriter of our generation, but she's not like shredding it like Van Halen. So I, I think my dad was pleased that I started playing guitar, but like almost disappointed that it wasn't like metal. And so he got me this guitar and I started uh, tinkering around with the guitar when I was avoiding my sister's 10th birthday party. And as we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then I started doing open mics in the area. And I had this ninth grade health project, as you may remember from Essex High School, where they they say like you have to have a goal and achieve that goal yep. by the end of the, the semester. And I said, I want to have a paid gig. And so I went to my friend, Kyle Stevens, who ran the open mic that I was playing. And he said, well, just come open for me at this restaurant in Fairfax. And that is how it all began. So really, everything is due to my parents and, and Kyle Stevens. <laughs> That's awesome. What would you consider the genre of your music? Where does that fall into? I would say it's singer-songwriter, acoustic, folk, pop. We've, my dad and I have spent lots of time trying to figure out what the heck my genre is, but I think that's mm -hmm. the, what we've settled on. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've heard your music and like, I, I love, I love that genre. I'm a huge fan of like the indie folk, like kind of just something that's a little more calmer, something that I can kind of just put on and listen to maybe if I'm like doing design work or if I'm like, you know, doing dishes, whatever. And I, I love that. I love, love, love that type of music. To provide a little bit of background as well for those of you listening, Bethany and I went to high school together and grew up in the same town. So we do kind of have some shared experiences in the sense of, you know, growing up and going to the same high school. Definitely a great background to this conversation. So leading into the next kind of question, what things inspire you to write? And do you consider yourself more kind of a songwriter and a singer, how would you define yourself in that sense? I would say I'm more of a songwriter than a singer because I've never had the diligence that I need 
to sit down and really work hard at the voice lessons that I've had. And, but I would say that I've become a better singer over the years through open mic. That being said, when I was really in the zone, when I was in middle school, writing music, early high school, like anything could inspire me. Like anything. In middle school, the hot topic was I had a crush on a boy, but he was dating my friend. And it was How horrible. dare he? <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, how dare he have his own emotions? <laughs> and, uh, but I also remember writing a song in the eighth grade. God, so it was actually based on this button that I had. And I, for the eighth grade field trip, we went to the National Zoo in D.C., and on this button, it said, I had lunch with the pandas at the National Zoo. And Aww. so that's the song I wrote. It was, I I had lunch with the pandas at the National Zoo. It was after hours. I was almost tiger food. And then it just like went into this like cute little song about like this girl who basically tries to make it big, but fails and has to come back home. Uh, and, and so that's, it, it really could be anything to inspire me. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. When I was younger, I used to write a lot more poems, especially kind of in, in high school. And that, that sounds like something that I would write for sure. <laughs> I love it. This is a question that kind of came to me because I often reach this point when I'm doing design work where I kind of, I question like, how do I know when a piece is done? How do I know when something is finished? So for you, so as someone who focuses more on the writing end, how do you know when a piece is done or when you feel it's done? I would say I know it's done when the story is done. That's mm. a, one part of it. The second part of it is that I usually have a form to my songs and it's your basic verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, etc. And so once I have the pieces to each of those songs, like each of those parts of the song, that's mm. when I know the song is done. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. What's been your favorite story to tell in that format? Oh gosh. I think I'm most proud of the songs and the stories I tell about my friends. Like when I was in high school, mm -hmm. I wrote this song called Clearer and it's on my second album and it's how I end the album. And it was just about how I felt so supported and loved by my friends and how much I believed in them and even though the people that I wrote that song about, some of them are no longer in my life, I still apply it to the people who are in my life. And it's this song that has lasted over the years. And, and it's still like a really powerful song for like my friend Grace and I, we, she still quotes it at me. And like, it's a way to tell each other, like, I love you and I believe in you. Oh, that's so sweet. I love how songs can have that, that place in history where I know when I listened to a song back when I was younger, you know, growing up or in middle school, I'm like, oh, yeah, like th that brings it back. I think that's that's really special about music. Yeah, I think that's my goal as a musician, as a songwriter, is is to capture those little moments in life so that when you hear the song again, you're put right back in that place. How did you go from kind of those open mic nights in high school? And I know you did like SX, you did SXS talent, right? Yep. If I'm wrong correctly. Yeah. Okay. So how did you go from like those type of events, like with an audience and I guess on a smaller scale to getting the opportunity to record an album? How did that process happen? Oh, I got really lucky. And I had this guitar teacher who's so amazing and he's not teaching anymore. I wish I could plug him, but he, he retired. And he told me about Joe Egan and Joe Egan is this local like recorder producer and he's absolutely amazing we connected with Joe through my guitar teacher we reached out to him 
And we said, hey, my dad basically said, I have this 15-year-old kid who wants to make a record. And would you be willing to help us out? And he went, sure. And that's why we love Joe. And I remember going into the studio and it was magical. It was just me and my guitar for the first album. So it was purely acoustic. And I I just remember hearing it back for the first time in my dad's truck and feeling like I'm a real singer. I'm a real songwriter. Oh, that's so real. So that's how it happened. And then we, again, we made a music with Joe and he's like based out of Colchester. And so Mm -hmm. I just got really lucky to connect with him. I don't know a ton about the music industry, but I feel like a lot of it is luck based, unfortunately, where a lot of people have these series of events that happen in their favor. And these these amazing opportunities happen, which is amazing. But I think it's, you know, it's also it's a hard industry, I, I think, to be in. With that in mind, how do you feel that the Internet has really impacted the music business? I think the Internet has obviously given us an opportunity to promote ourselves more and reach more people than we would have otherwise and connect with more people than we would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I would say streaming services have greatly decreased our ability to make music as songwriters. And I I tread lightly here. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would say that the internet, like everything else in life, has has its pros and cons. And if you'd like to support your local singer-songwriters, buy their physical CDs because like we pay to make the CDs, but then ultimately you pay seven, 10, 12 bucks for our CD, we're going to make that money back. And that's how we make a Mm -hmm. living. Yeah, it's so hard with the internet too because everything is so accessible for free and it can kind of get lost in, you know, like lost on those streaming services where artists then end up not making the money, which I think that's great. I mean, I'm all about right now, like shop local, shop all that type of stuff. What skills do you believe are really essential to have in in what you do? Vulnerability. Oh, being able to be vulnerable. <laughs> it's so hard. It's what I'm it struggling is. with right yeah. now. Uh, being on time and showing up and giving the show that you promised to give is so important. Being professional, being kind. That was one of the things that my guitar teacher taught me. He was like my my Yoda. And oh. he, he always told me like, basically show up, play your music, don't drink don't, you know, don't be unprofessional. Be sure to thank Mm -hmm. the people who are there, never insult the audience. So I think that's a a skill in itself is just being a reliable professional and treating it like a job. Um, I wrote some of these down, so I'm, I'm looking it down. No, you're good. Being diligent, I think is important. Being exactly what you, you promise to be and chipping away at your work, like as a songwriter, I would say another thing I'm struggling with right now, but would be to allow yourself to write bad music to get to the good stuff and and recognize that that it's a process. Yeah, we've mentioned a lot in this podcast about failure and that idea and process of having to work through things and having to fail, which then creates this opportunity and this process for you to learn as well. And I think that in, you know, whoever we're interviewing, you know, if it's in music, like you are design, like that process is so important. And it's, it's hard, but it's also 
where you know you can get that feedback and get that or get those opinions that that you need and the feedback that you need to to continue learning. And I think being vulnerable is is so hard. I think I've mentioned on a podcast before where like that is really difficult for me, and I think it is for a lot of people. But it is so important for any craft and for to really show that authenticity. I think, and that's I'm sure like what your former teacher was getting at as well. Yeah, I have uh, another Yoda in my life, Steve Hartman. <laughs> who is a local musician, just wonderful. He always told me, if you're not giving it your all and being vulnerable with your audience when you're performing, you're almost insulting them. Yeah. Because they're there to see the show and they're there to connect with you. And being vulnerable and giving it your all is the way you can respect your audience. And I've really taken that to heart. Yeah, I love that. And it's it's about, you know, being authentic and being genuine. And if those people are there to, to see you and hear you play and enjoy that art, then you definitely have that responsibility to be authentic for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I love the way you phrase that. <laughs> Thanks. What challenges do you believe singers and songwriters face? I would say the first is taking care of their mental health. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like we're really on the same wavelength about this. Yes, absolutely. I think artists of all mediums tend to sit in their grief Mm. and it's almost like we have this horrible belief that we cannot be happy to make good art and I personally just don't believe that's true so I think being able to balance taking care of yourself like I go to therapy and that's really important for me and then also making music is really important to me Mm. and so knowing that you don't have to sit in your sadness and in your anxiety to make good art that's really important to know to take care of yourself. Um, and then I would just say getting paid in general. I think we're really lucky that we live in a community where restaurants and bars and art studios and all these places will pay t- for musicians. And, mm-hmm. and we're so fortunate to have that. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's like that everywhere else, but I, I think that's something we should be encouraging as people, you know, showing up to our local artist shows and, and being there for one another. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely so grateful to live in a community. And I know where we both went to high school is very much a uh, artistic and kind of theatrical community, which was really great. But yeah, it's, I, it's such a benefit. And I think more communities should be focused on arts and creativity. Obviously, it's, it's hard with, you know, balancing priorities, because I mean, it's really a balance of all fields that make a community really great. What you mentioned about mental health, it's so important. I love what you said about you don't have to be like in a in a bad like mental health place to create content that you feel like people listen to. I feel like a lot of the times too, like when I've been in a in a spot that's harder for me, I'm, you know, well, like if my mind is racing, I have these things like I can create like good poetry or I can write well um, because I have these feelings. But I think it's important to note that, especially the time we're in right now, like your mental health is so important to every aspect of your life and in what you're doing and in your work. And I think that I'm glad that our culture is more open to mental health and seeking help and seeking therapy. Like I go to therapy and I think it's it is so, so helpful. And it is something that I just I cannot recommend enough. Thank you for saying that. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's so important. 
Could you give us some advice uh, or tools or resources that would be helpful for young adults who are also interested in this field? I would say if you're looking to be more professional about making music and performing music, um, make a website. I make a website through Bandzoogle. They're really great. If you tell them I sent you, that's amazing. And uh, gosh, what else? Big Heavy World is a, a local part of our local music community. And they're just incredible at, at fostering the music community here. Once COVID is over, just going to open mics, making the connections, uh, becoming friends with these people. We have so many wonderful musicians here in Vermont. So that's what I recommend this networking. Um, everyone, I think what's unique about Vermont musicians is that we do want to lift each other up. Mm-hmm. It's not really Absolutely. competitive. And we are very fortunate to have that. You know, you might go to open mic in Boston or New York and it's like people are fighting to get their spot and it's yeah. extremely competitive. There's competition, and yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's not the way it is in Vermont. Like you show up and people are like, what slot do you want? And you did great. And it's, it's such a welcoming community. Yeah. So join that community and do open mics and, and connect. That's my advice. Awesome. Speaking of networking, where can people find you on social media if they want to connect with you? So I am at Bethany Connor Music on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at B Connor Music uh, on Twitter. I believe that's what my Twitter handle is. I never use Twitter. <laughs> and I'm at bethanyconnor.com. It's my website. Awesome. Easy to remember. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me. I I really enjoyed this. I think we kind of we share a lot of same perspectives and I that was it was it made it easier to just have this conversation and kind of talk. Um, and yeah, good luck with everything in in your future in school and with music. I think you know, you have so much potential and so, so wise. And so I, I wish you the best. Thank you so much.